You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. How does a 20 month old beautiful baby boy disappear. How does that happen? Just let that soak in for a moment because I can tell you right now where my twins are. Exactly. I think I know where my husband is, but I definitely know where my twins are. So how does a 20-month-old baby boy vanish? Now, granted, there was that one time at Babies or Us where I was looking for organic sunscreen and was literally on the floor of this tall shelf looking. I turned around and there was Lucy and no John David. I screamed bloody murder. I got Lucy under my arm like a football, like a quarterback, started running, screaming, locked the doors. John David is missing. My son is gone. I can still remember hearing my feet. I was wearing Crocs running along the babies are us linoleum floor. And then I, people started looking. Everybody ran to the door so he couldn't get out or nobody would take him out. It was all I could dream. And then out from behind one of the aisles, my son playing hide and go seek snuck out. Oh, dear Lord. But that lasted, that whole episode lasted a couple of minutes. How does your son disappear and you don't know where he is or where he could possibly be? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Quentin Simon. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. 
How did the whole thing start? Listen. A uh, mother had called 911 advising that when she woke up in the morning, uh, her 20-month-old uh, baby boy, uh, Quentin Smalls, was uh, missing from his pack-and-play. Uh, Quentin was last seen wearing a sesame, light blue Sesame Street t-shirt and, and black uh, shorts or black bottoms. Um, so we uh, got here uh, as quickly as we can, trying to assess the situation, uh, trying to determine you know, the nature of, of why Quentin was missing. Uh, currently, we're interviewing all parties uh, uh, involved to the extent that we can. They've all been cooperative so far, uh, and we're in the, uh, in the business of interviewing them, securing a search warrant for the residents so we can do a more invasive search. Uh, officers did do a cursory search of the residence to see if the child may have been hiding or something of that nature. Uh, we were, did not locate the child in any, any of those spaces that we thought perhaps that a child could hide. Um, but we would require a search warrant to do a more invasive search, so we're in the process uh, of doing that. Okay, I just learned a lot. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now about Quentin Simon, just 20 months old missing. But first, I want to go to Brett Buffington, the lead investigative reporter, WSAV News 3, a News Nation affiliate. Brett, thank you for being with us. Um, first of all, do you have children, number one? Oh, my goodness. No, I don't. Have you ever seen a pack and play? I have. Yeah, and like Nelson nieces and nephews. Okay, so the thing about a pack and play, everybody on the panel, jump in if you've seen one. Quentin is just 20 months old. Could you tell me, Brett Buffington, how tall he is? No, very judging by the pictures that we've been able to take uh, and get from the family, the pictures that the police have given us. But, you know, the pack and play is big. Uh, but Quentin's grandfather said he didn't even know how to open a door. Wow, that is interesting because let me go straight out to Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining us out of the Atlanta jurisdiction. You can find her at AngelaArnoldMD.com. Dr. Angie, the twins... At our first home, the, the door to the laundry room, which led out to the outdoors, was beside a pair, a set of stairs going upstairs to some other bedrooms. And the twins, before they were mm, safely, I can say three, but I think around age two, as soon as they could walk, were like little monkeys. They would go up, and of course I had a baby gate on like the third step. They immediately learned to go up to the third step and reach over and unsecure the high latch I had on the door going to the laundry room. I watched them both do it. It wasn't just one or the other. They both could do it, just like that. They knew how to reach up and unlock a tall latch that was about over five feet, five and a half feet tall and get out. So I then raised the latch up so they couldn't reach it from the, from those side steps. They're smart. So, I mean, and very early on, John David could do it quicker than Lucy did, found a way to get out of a crib. I forgot how he did it, but he would, could get out of his crib very easily and go walking around. Oh, kids are brilliant. And, and Nancy, they watch everything that we do. It's very likely that your children learned how to do that by watching what you were doing and you weren't even aware of it. 
they are watching everything you do all day long, and that's why your sweet little twins were able to open that gate. In a minute, I mean, just like that. So I'm just thinking about this pack and play. John W. Deal is with me. He's a high-profile lawyer out of Winter Park, author of The Method, Proven Techniques for Winning Jury Trials. He's at johnwdeal.com. Also with me, Karen L. Smith, forensic expert, lecturer, University of Florida, host of a hit series, the podcast Shattered Souls, and you can find her at Karen's Forensic. Guys, jump in, but I'm thinking back on a pack and play, which we rarely used. We tried, but um, we were with them all the time, so we didn't really need to put them in anything for them not to get out. But I think it may be fairly easy to get out of a pack and play, but isn't that why they're built that way? Karen Smith, John Dill, Dr. Angie, jump in so the child can't get out? Yeah, I don't believe they can. I think that's the idea that they can't climb out of it themselves, especially at at that age. um, Also, Nancy, I remember a pack and play as having some pretty soft sides to it. There's nothing really for a child to to get their grip to be able to climb out of something like that. To latch onto it. Let me go back to Brett Buffington, guys, joining me from WSAV News Nation affiliate. So tell me, what was the scenario when 20-month-old Quentin apparently got out of a pack and play? What time was he reported missing? Okay, so... The 911 call, according to the Chatham Police Department, came in at 9.42 in the morning. Um, Interestingly, they did tell us that he was last seen at 6 a.m. when the boyfriend who lives in the house uh, went to work. So there was a big gap, and uh, the police came out, of course. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Brett Buffington. You got me drinking from the fire hydrant. Too much, too fast. Okay. Okay, the 911 call was at 9.42 a.m., correct? Right. And Quentin, 20 months old, was seen at 6 a.m., correct? Correct. And the day of the week, uh, was it a Friday, a Saturday, a Sunday, Jack? Can you look it up for me real quickly? It was a Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Okay, a work day. Now, so they see the baby at 6 a.m. Who sees the baby? Daniel Youngkin? That's right. He was on his way to work. So he was going to work. Where did he work? I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, we haven't been able to find out very much about him. And I'll tell you, uh, we haven't seen him. He hasn't been that we've been able to see there in the neighborhood since this happened. All right. He probably thinks everybody's going to blame him. So he's up going to work at 6 a.m. I like that. An early riser. And he sees Quentin in the pack and play? That's what we've learned from the family and the police department. Why was he in a pack and play overnight? I can't answer parenting questions. Is that common, Karen, Angie, John? No, I... Uh, pack and play, the idea of it is that you put it like in the room so you could be watching them in the room. Really shouldn't be a overnight type of situation. But I guess it can happen. I've never seen anybody sleep overnight in a pack and play. Although, when I would travel with the twins on one occasion, thank God in heaven, I only did it once. Go ahead and judge me. I didn't know what I was doing. I was at my parents' house and I put them in their baby seats, their car seats. And I bundled up uh, blankets and let them put that. And then I pulled the latch down so they couldn't fall out. So I could look at them all night. I later learned that's a perfect way for positional asphyxia, where the baby's kind of sitting up and it lets its head down and can't breathe. Okay, thank goodness I only did that one time. But 
things happen. So the baby, they say, fell asleep in the pack and play, spotted at 6 a.m. Now, Brett Buffington, do I understand the mom is getting up at 9.42 a.m.? Well, that's interesting because we know at, uh, before that there was text message conversations between Daniel and the babysitter. Um, the, the babysitter told us who lives down the street that she wasn't needed that day. Um, and we know that uh, there was another text message from the grandparents to the babysitters before 942 uh, asking had she seen Quentin. So we know that there was commotion looking for this 20-month-old little boy, uh, but it, uh, we know that there's a gap there that hasn't been explained. That hasn't wait, been explained wait, wait, wait. You're family. saying that they woke up and they started looking for the baby and then they called 911. Is that what you're saying, Brett? That's right. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information, so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free, nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, you heard Brett Buffington tell us the, nobody's seen Heidner here, the boyfriend, since Quentin went missing. There's a lot of ways to look at that. Uh, one, flight is an indication of guilt. Or two, he thought everybody would be pointing the finger of him, so he became scarce. But where's the bio dad? You always want to look for the bio dad. Take a listen to Police Chief Jeff Hadley, Chatham. We, we've located the, the biological father. He works uh, very much very north of here. Uh, we don't believe uh, he has anything to do with uh, it being a custody thing or anything like that uh, at this point. Um, we have not determined whether or not it is uh, an abduction or kidnapping. Uh, therefore, we did not issue an Amber Alert. That is a requirement of an Amber Alert is to law enforcement has to be um, have that belief that an abduction has taken place so okay so no amber alert and the bio dad has been cleared what more do we know take a listen to our friends at wsav the chatham county police department told us that quinton was last seen around six this morning and was reported missing around nine a massive search with law enforcement and neighbors took place in the hours that followed at nightfall they launched a helicopter with thermal imaging to continue the search for 20 month old quinton simon we've also learned a dive team arrived near the scene tonight our crews witnessed investigators going through the garbage at the property on buckhalter road near gerard avenue we told you earlier that the FBI had asked for a search warrant to look inside the home. And since then, we've seen agents actively searching the home and taking pictures. OK, I'm just letting all of that sink in. A lot is jumping out at me. But let me circle back to what we know about the search for 20-month-old Quentin Simon. Take a listen to more from our friends at WSAV. This is very much still a very active search here this afternoon, this evening now, as we've gone into over seven hours of this search looking for little Quentin. I can tell you here in this neighborhood, people are very concerned tonight. And neighbors here tell me that they've seen this little boy out before and they've seen him wandering on this street before. The search for this little boy, Quentin Simmons, has been expansive. In the air with a helicopter and a drone. On the ground with search dogs, horses, and deputies going door to door. You're hearing Brett Buffington joining us right now from WSAV, a News Nation affiliate. You know, a lot is jumping out at me. My first question to you, Brett, is tell me about... Did I hear a dive team arrived? And we later found out, Nancy, when they got that search warrant for the house, which the the, the FBI's uh, 
evidence recovery team there at the scene that night. They got a search warrant also for the swimming pool, um, which I thought was interesting because they wanted to be very specific. Okay, hold on, hold on. So that's why the dive team was there for the pool? On the first night, and they told us that the pool was green and cloudy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, Brett Buffington, that the pool was green and cloudy. But John W. Deal, high-profile lawyer, joined me out of Winter Park, Florida, and author, obviously... You don't need a search warrant for anything to do with the curtilage. That's a legal term of art. I wish I hadn't said that. Curtilage means the yard, the backyard, the front yard. If there's a shed, if there's a, you know, playhouse, there's a pool. But I guess they wanted to cross their T's and dot their I's, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think they, you know, probably are looking at this, that it's going to be an issue and they want to make sure that. They've done anything correctly in case there is some discovery. It won't be challenged later. Well, I can tell you something else, John Deal. I'm not sure how it all went down, but I learned this from uh, Mark Class, whose daughter Polly was kidnapped right. from the home. Not just from the home, not just from her room, but during a spend the night party. She had little friends over in the room. Polly was 12 at the time. She was abducted by a real, I mean, the devil the devil on earth. Right. And she was sex assaulted and murdered. And he, this is before he was a uh, victim's rights advocate, basically said, here I am. Take my blood, take my fingerprints, search my place, search my car, search my office. You, you can listen to all my phone calls, whatever you want to get past me. To find my daughter. Exactly. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So here, I find it curious that they're getting a search warrant. Now, maybe they did it out of an abundance of caution, even though they already had, as we call in the law, permission to search. But see, that they not only got a search warrant, but they got a search warrant for the pool. That doesn't strike you as odd, John W. Deal? Uh, it, it does strike me as odd, and it also it's not just a precaution. Hey, let's just look and see if there's something in the pool. Clearly, they were thinking about it and possibly ran. were thinking they were going to run into some resistance, which is absolutely not like in Mr. Class's situation. Hey, find my child. I'll take myself out of the equation by giving you all the information you need. So it, it is curious for sure. And there could have been any number of things in that pool. With me is Karen L. Smith, not only the host of Shattered Souls podcast, which is a huge hit, but she's a forensic expert. There's a lot of things that could be found in that pool, not just Quentin himself. Absolutely. Nancy, what you just said, it, it hit me as a red flag, too. Getting a search warrant for a pool. Oh, H-E-L-L-N-O, girl. Uh-uh. I'd be going, get in the pool, get in the pool. get. I, right, I'd be right, in right. the pool myself, trying to exactly. find out what happened. If my That's son right. was at, I don't even want to say, if a baby was at the bottom of the pool, wouldn't everybody be jumping in? Absolutely. 100%. So, yeah, that, that struck me a little odd as well, as well as the search warrant. You're right. I mean, Mark Class hit it on the head. Check my house. Check my office. Check my phone. Just find my child. And when you have a search warrant for a home, that kind of spins this whole thing on its head to me as a forensic person. But on the other hand, Karen, maybe they had permission and they just said, look, just go get a warrant. Maybe they ordered the warrant before they got, I mean, you can get a warrant over the phone, but who knows how that played out. Well, the neighborhood in a ruckus, in an uproar. Listen. The search for Quentin is news neighbors have found shocking. It's a kid that's probably scared. Casey Bowers, not the only one with that feeling 
that they had to do something. Michelle Miller and her friend, they're both mothers. I mean, I would be devastated and would want everybody to help me as well. If it was my child, I'd want everybody and anybody that's willing to help come out and look. It's why they showed up on this four-wheeler. So far, there's been no sign of Quentin. The Chatham County Police Chief admits this search is emotional, adding his investigators will find out what happened. I'm curious. Tell me about it, Brett Buffington. Joining me, SAV and News Nation affiliate. Tell me about the neighborhood joining in to search. Oh, yeah. It was uh, just like you would expect uh, for a missing child. Everyone wanted to help. The neighbors, the babysitter, uh, anybody who was in that area, they wanted to go out in the woods. And I'll tell you that the police were very quickly to tell everyone Stay on the street. Stay on the street. You know, I'm curious. I heard earlier you said that um, people observed Quentin coming in and out of the house. Like, they saw him on the street by himself. Did I get that right? Right. Well, the family has, uh, for the South, uh, in a normal-sized yard. And this is not a street that's not heavily traveled. I mean, people go up and down the street. It is two lanes. But it's like a quick cut through to get from one road to the other. Uh, and yeah, there was a neighbor right down the street who told us that day he went missing. She was crying. She was in tears because uh, she knew she figured something would happen. But she had reported to the police and uh, a bunch of neighbors in this neighborhood had called defects. And they said, yeah, we've seen these kids out in that yard next to the road. And we're so worried. Dr. Angela Arnold is called free range children. Free range. I disagree with it. I think it's a horrible idea. But I've seen the worst of the worst. I've seen children. It doesn't matter where you live, what part of town. It can be school. It can be a playground. It can be a front yard like with Samantha Runyon. Uh, her grandma was looking out the kitchen window and saw she was playing with other little children. The perp takes Samantha, three-year-old Samantha. She was dead in a couple of hours. Um, it, it can be... Elizabeth Smart taken out of her home and others. Isabel Solis. It goes on and on and on. Haley Cummings. My point is crime can touch anyone no matter where you are. But I am totally against the free range children concept where, hey, they'll be fine. They're like chickens. Just let them wander around the yard. No, no. And Nancy, Nancy, meanwhile, they have a pool in their backyard that you can't see the bottom of it because nobody's taking care of it. So how how would, you, at the very least, how do you know that the little free-range child didn't fall in the pool? At just 20 months old, not even two years old yet. We have also heard that neighbors were alarmed and actually called authorities when they would see Quentin, 20 months old, wandering the neighborhood. Now, that makes me think uh, that it is possible Brett Buffington, that he get, did get out and start wandering around. Guys, take a listen again uh, to our friends at WSAV. But we're learning that Quentin Simmons, at just 20 months old, has wandered off before. He was running back and forth in front of the house. And I was afraid he was going to get hit. That neighbor didn't want to show her face on camera. She cried, telling us the story. Today, police officer came up and asked if she could look in my backyard. Her home is just one of the many places police have searched. So let me understand, Brett Buffington, the police were actually going door to door. Oh, yeah. And I want to tell you that that, just that clip you just used, it was so chaotic there. 
we didn't even have the right name for the kid yet. Uh, we called him Simmons. The police called him Simmons. They called him Smith. Uh, and then we originally, we found out uh, in the end that it's Quentin Simon. But yes, of course, the police, they had uh, the Savannah Police Department sent out horses. Uh, they have mosquito control, put a helicopter up. And then the police helicopter came later. They had a drone. And yeah, officers were knocking on doors trying to find this little boy. That search radius about a mile by a mile and a half when police first started searching on that Wednesday. And Brett Buffington, everybody joining me, WSAV News 3, News Nation affiliate. We've got uh, almost a four-hour window that we can absolutely confirm where he could have gone between 6 a.m. when boyfriend left and 9.42 a.m. when the 911 call was made. Although we believe the family was up looking for him before they called 911, which I understand. I was screaming my head off and that babies are rough before I would think of calling 911. I was hoping I would find him there. I wanted to bring up that the babysitter who lives literally three houses down just on the other side of the street on the corner, she came over and asked, do you want help looking for this little boy before the cops were called? And they told her, no, that's what she, the babysitter. So they wanted to find the baby on their own before police were called. So that sounds like at least a good hour. So then let's back it up 6 a.m. to 8.42 a.m. Because the babysitter had to hear about it and then come over there and have the conversation. Everybody looking for 20-month-old Quentin Simon. Uh, could you tell me something, Brett Buffington, who lives in the home? So the house is owned by the grandparents, uh, Thomas and Billy Joe Howell. In there, we also understand that uh, one of their sons stays there. Lelaney Simon, Quentin's mom, her boyfriend, and Lelaney has three kids. We know grandma has custody of two of those. So yeah, it's full house. So, all right, you've got the grandmother and the grandfather. They own the home. You've got uh, Quentin's mother, Leilani. You've got her boyfriend, Daniel Yonkin, who got up and went to work. And you have ch- other children. So a lot of people in the home, and nobody knows what happened to Quentin. Although I know this, they've got enough money to have a pool in the backyard. Guys, take a listen to this. Inside it this morning when Quentin went missing. Uh, my stepdaughter, her boyfriend, uh, three kids, and her brother. The theory that Quentin simply wandered off, he says, is puzzling. I've never seen him open a door. And the oldest one's opened the door and came out, but he's never opened a door. So, I mean, that's what's, that's what's crazy about everything. He says his stepdaughter claims that Quentin's father came and picked the little boy up, something that police have ruled out, and Thomas himself admits doesn't add up. Quentin's mom and others in the house this morning, we've learned, are at Chatham County Police Headquarters being questioned. The fact that they're all at the headquarters being questioned does not concern me, but the fact that a story doesn't seem accurate given by the the bio mom, that does concern me. You know, very often, uh, John W. Deal, everybody would be questioned right there at the home, but they took him to HQ. Interesting, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think uh, they certainly were thinking that they had to get everybody's stories with an eye towards foul play, maybe get him obviously get them separated so they could compare all the different stories and see what added up to the actual facts. So it's pretty clear for everybody that went on the scene, something's not right. Yeah, something's not right. But you typically, I mean, let's look back at John Benet Ramsey, how that was bungled. Everybody in that oh, home yeah. should have been separated, whether you suspect foul play or not. 
Absolutely. To get their story so you won't be influenced by what your mother or your father or your brother said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that when you don't really remember that, but you're being influenced. Yeah. And, and listen to the story and then fill in their story if they're if they had something to do with it. Yeah, that's absolutely what can happen with a, a group interview like that. Exactly. You were hearing Brett Buffington, you know, Brett joining me, SAV, uh, a News Nation affiliate. Brett, nobody could say other than the boyfriend who got up and left at 6 a.m., no one saw Quentin other than him until everybody realized he was missing? That's the story that the family told me, and that's the story that the police told everyone. Yet there's this gap from 6 a.m. to 9.42 a.m., and no one knows where this baby is. At least that was their story. Because doesn't anybody have to get up and go to work other than the boyfriend? We were talking about the search warrant just a little earlier. Grandma was in Illinois. Grandpa was in South Carolina. They owned the house. They were there working to provide for this family. Uh, and so they didn't. Grandpa didn't get there until that evening. And Grandma, not until late that night. Uh, they weren't home. What, what, they work out of state, but they live there? That's correct. Um, I'm not sure what their jobs are. Grandpa works in some kind of um, uh, service job. Uh, he has this work truck that he, he was driving. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the grandmother does, but they weren't there. And I think that's one of the reasons the police filed the search warrant so fast is the people who own the home. Yeah. And of course, as we all know, all you legal legals, if anybody allows, says, yes, you can come search, it doesn't have to be the homeowner or the name on the lease. But that said, that's making it more clear why authorities thought they had to get a search warrant. Now, hold on just a moment. Take a listen to our friends at WSAV. This is my baby, not yours! This video is absolutely jarring. It shows the desperation of the people who love Quentin Simon. You're awful to say you're going to put a memorial? My baby's not dead. Quentin's grandmother in Quentin's babysitter's house. The intense moments recorded by Dana McCarta's daughter. Dana says Quentin's grandmother barged through her back door mad over the thought of a memorial for the missing toddler. My baby's not dead. Okay, what? Was that? I know that the last voice was the grandmother yelling, my baby's not dead. So this sounds to me like a Cindy Anthony situation where the grandmother looks at Quentin as her baby. Right? Absolutely. Because, Brett, a million times my mother has said, has referred to my children as her babies. And I'm fine with that. The more love they can get, the better. So what is all the screaming going on about? And I want to point out in this case, technically, grandmother did have legal custody of Quentin. That was her child. And she told me that in her interviews with us. She's talked to me uh, lots over the phone, lots in text. But when I talked to her with the camera, she did say that this is my child. she really had a connection to. Who is she arguing with? Who wanted to have a memorial? The other lady who loves Quentin so much, and we know that, is the babysitter, Dana McCarta, Diana McCarta. And she uh, she was sitting in her house. This was Saturday a week ago when Grandma barged in the back door. Of course, they're very upset. They're very emotional. And it, when you, you get media fatigue, the cops are there. There's TV reporters in front of your house. So 
obviously they had been emotionally drained and you could case if you listen to that entire clip you can hear the emotion and they, they care but she barged in the babysitter's house and they just had a screaming match at each other well i gotta tell you again that reminds me uh john deal this is your neck of the woods uh, the Kelly Anthony case, because I've got to tell you, I've met George and Cindy Anthony, and I know a lot of people don't think this, but they're perfectly nice people, and they have been Absolutely. devastated without question, without by question. Kelly's death. And they've been videoed over and over, and this has been played a million times, where they're yelling at the news media. They were so heartbroken and angry and didn't understand what had happened and the news media was camped literally at the edge of their lawn and their front yard's not that big you can't even go out the door without the media yelling at you and at one point George and or Cindy were out there yelling at the media to go away and that's how they were portrayed I completely understand it and I get this grandma going crazy on the babysitter just you know you don't know what's happening and you're at the end of your rope and you just explode right exactly i mean it's it's eerily similar uh, to that situation that obviously cindy anthony was the one who was leading the charge for the search uh georgia was obviously devastated and then we had that their daughter the mother of kaylee was acting obviously erratically so it was i can imagine the pressure we can't imagine the pressure they were under And just like hearing that grandmother, I can hear it. Intense pressure. Okay, with this potpourri of emotions and facts that don't fit together, I get what's coming down. Take a listen to our friends at WJCL. For the first time today, Chatham County Police Chief said there is a possible criminal element to this case. But still, five days in, Quentin is missing. We have a signal, 56. You're hearing Chatham County Police Dispatchers on Wednesday morning when Quentin Simmons went missing from his Buckhalter Road home in Savannah. Complain about her one-year-old son is missing. She woke up, her door was open, but he's unable to open a door, then someone came in and took him. Fast forward five days to Monday. Everybody is being looked at. Everybody is being interviewed. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You know, I'm just thinking through what you told me earlier, Brett Buffington. Now they think there's a criminal element to Quentin's disappearance. If the grandma has legal custody, the grandma is out of town and the grandpa is out of town. I guess that's why they have the babysitter so often that the grandmother has arranged. Who was watching Quentin the morning he disappeared? His mom. How long had the grandma been gone? Was she gone overnight? Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't know exactly how long... uh she told us that she got the news and she got back to Georgia as fast as she could, but I mean, obviously overnight. Baby goes missing on mommy's watch. That's correct. Another thing about mommy, Brett Buffington. Hey, the rest of the panel, please don't sit back and sip your latte. Jump in. Brett Buffington, uh, another thing. Is it the mother, Leilani Simon, this is Quentin's bio mom, didn't she say, did she, is she the one that said the bio dad? came and took Quentin? And her parents, uh, her, her stepdad, Mr. Thomas, and her mom both told me that there was absolutely no way that happened, that the bio dad hadn't been involved in this kid's life since he was born. So that's not just a mix-up where she thought, oh, this was the day he was going to come pick up Quentin. Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay, I don't like that at all. It was incredible police work. They had the this 9.42 in the morning on Wednesday at 2.30. They announced they'd cleared the dad. <laughs> Nothing to do with him. Okay, guys, um, it's turned into a criminal investigation, or it's heading that way. Take a listen 
to Diana McCarta. This is The Babysitter. A lot of people are saying, well, you're the babysitter. You should have did more. Look, I did what I thought was best. Defects was aware of the situation. People can say, no, they wasn't or they would have took them. Look, I don't know all the circumstances, but I know Defects was aware. And I know that I did contact the grandmother a lot via text or calling because she had custody. Defects was aware of this. I think that she's trying to take the heat off of them. Diana talking with us today, telling me she's called Georgia's Department of Family and Children's Services about Quentin and his siblings before. Defects told you there was a case. Yes, absolutely. Diana isn't the only neighbor here to tell us they were concerned about the children in this home. I was afraid she was going to get hit. Afraid that the baby would be hit by an oncoming car? Was that the problem, Brett Buffington? Neighbors were afraid the children were out in the yard and on the street too much? We know the neighbors, the babysitter, they had all reached out to DFACS, according to what the babysitter told me, and there was an open DFACS investigation, according to what Diana said. And yeah, we know that the calls from the neighbors were because they saw the children out in the yard unsupervised. Okay, so it was a, an issue of non-supervision. That's why DFACS kept getting, getting called? You know what Diana told me? Yes, she said there was just... So many people in that little neighborhood, they're worried that one of them was going to get in the street and something bad would happen. And I guess once again, Dr. Angie Arnold, DFACS, did nothing, right? Well, one of the comments that I want to make, first of all, Nancy, is, you know, it's very difficult for people to call DFACS. Nobody wants to call DFACS. I call them all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you really? Yeah. Well, I think it's hard for neighbors to do something like that. So... But that, but that would mean to me, if the neighbors are doing it, this was happening a lot. Actually, I correct. Let me correct myself. I've called 911 many times. If I see, for instance, parents on the side of the interstate, you know, when you're on off ramp, uh, trying to get money, they got their babies there. Or people wandering uh, in parking lots, uh, trying to get money, or children wandering alone sure. in a parking lot. Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I understand that, but really and truly, Nancy psychologically, it's a little bit more difficult for the people that live around you to actually call defects. So what, so what that means is this was, this was a really bad ongoing problem. These children were not being supervised. And we can play around with that term of, you know, what, what was that term that you used about just wild children being free able to... Free range, free range. You know, like free range chickens. That's um, certainly putting perfume on a pig. I get you. I hear what you're saying, that neighbors don't want to rat each other out. But apparently these neighbors were more concerned about Quentin and what they know. Guys, um, I want you to take a listen to our cut. Jackie, please play Police Chief Jeff Hadley in our cut 23. Our investigation over the last eight days has led us to the heartbreaking conclusion that 20-month-old 20, 20 Quentin Simon is deceased. We have named his mother, Lalani Simon, as the primary suspect in Quentin's disappearance and death. We have not made an arrest or filed any charges at this time. And more in our cut, 27-28. 
I cannot get into any specifics relative to evidence. What I can what I can say is the evidence that we have so far, um, based on uh, multiple search warrants and interviews, has led us to the conclusion that Quentin is deceased. Um, the investigation doesn't end, you know, right there. We will continue to investigate this until its final conclusion. Brett Buffington, uh, lead investigative reporter, WSAV News Nation affiliate. Why are all arrows pointing toward the mom? The police came out and flat out said, suspect number one. But why? They didn't get into any of the details. We pressured them. I asked the police chief at that press conference, you're telling us that you think you have a dead child now. You have no body. You have uh, all these people who are so concerned about this little boy. Tell them why you no longer think they're gonna. he's going to come home. And he said, I can't. I'm not going to talk about the evidence we have. But there's something that let us believe that Quentin is dead. Also, Nancy, when a young child is murdered, the most frequent perpetrator of is the victim's parent or step-parent. That is written in stone. Right now, tensions are running high in the search for Quentin Simon. We know that the bio mom, the mother, Leilani Simon, is now considered suspect number one. And police are telling us without reason they believe this baby is dead. We pray that is not true and wait for justice to unfold. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. If you have information, please dial 912-667-3134. Repeat, 912-667-3134. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.